Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. I do really thank you for that because uh, we have many that join us day by day by day, sort of scattered here and there, really all over the world. And I thank you for that. And I do encourage you to uh, share with other folks about these times, with your friends, your family members, even those that would call themselves your enemy, okay? And just tell them what it is. We just gather together for less than 10 minutes. And we discuss the things of the Word, and we're seeing what the Lord has to say to us. Uh, usually working our way through a book of the Bible, though sometimes we'll do a topical-type study. So of late, we've been in the book of Hebrews. Been there for quite a while. And as you likely know, we are in the 11th chapter, the great chapter, the gallery of faith that talks about by faith. And then it shows what these men and women of old had done. So we're in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. Uh, sort of focusing in on Abraham. A couple of episodes ago, we looked at the big picture of Abraham from just what it said in Hebrews right here. Now we're focusing in a little more detail about what's being said in each one of these verses. In verse 13, it says this, All these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. Now, who are all these? We looked at this a little bit in the last episode. Uh, well, there's a couple of things. It's all these that have been mentioned so far in this chapter. They'd all received promises. They had all died, say, for Enoch uh, without receiving the totality of the promises, though so they received a portion of it. Abraham's a great example of it. Uh, he walked up in, upon the land. He never received all the land. He was told that he would have offspring as numerous as the stars of heaven and the grains of sand on the sea. He did have offspring that he saw, not innumerable like that, but he saw the beginning of that. But he also knew that the land upon which he walked was not the final country. And that's what's being talked about right here. Verse 14 says this, For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. Okay, they confess that they're strangers, exiles on the earth. Uh, one term was aliens. Remember that? They're described as being aliens in the land. Verse 9 said this, By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise. It was the land of promise. But even when he was living upon the land of promise, he was still an alien there. And he's there with his son Isaac, with his grandson Jacob, and their extended families are growing and growing. But he's still an alien. And so he said that they would acknowledge this, okay? That make it clear that they're seeking a country of their own. Now, this gets clarified in the next two verses. Verse 15. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. So he's saying this. If they'd gotten to the promised land, they were living there, but they were thinking about the country from whence they had come, they could have turned around and gone back. Okay, they could have had opportunity to return. They could do that. Why didn't they? Verse 16, Hebrews chapter 11. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. 
Isn't that interesting? God's saying that I'm not ashamed to be called their God because they did what? They desired a better country. The better country is a heavenly one. Even when Abraham and his wife and the whole family were living upon the promised land, even when they were there, their focus and their attention was upon a better land that was yet to come. In other words, their eyes, their attention were upon the Most High God. And they lived by faith in light of that. And because of that, God was not ashamed to be called their God. Tell you what, let me encourage you to do something. Go back and read uh, Genesis chapter 12 and Genesis chapter 15, uh, where it shows us how God called Abraham out of the land where he was. It shows us in 15 how God... uh, made covenant with Abraham. He promised him some things in uh, chapter 12. And then in chapter 15, he made a covenant with him about the people and about the land. You know, I would go back and go through all that, sort of like we did with Enoch and uh, even with Cain and Abel. But there's many, many, many chapters about that. Maybe we'll pick that up at some other time and go do a study on Abraham. But it's really important to understand that, that it was by faith that he did this. But let me tell you, it didn't just stop right there. Verse 16, it says that God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he, God, has prepared a city for them. Okay, so he's prepared a city for them, but there was still a thing of faith. Verse 17, watch this. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. It was he to whom it was said, And Isaac, your descendants, shall be called. And it says this, verse 19, He considered that God is able to raise people, even from the dead, from which he also received him back as a type. That is so important. That literally interprets what's going on in Genesis 22. One day God had told Abraham, I want you to offer up your son. And he uses the phraseology that we see of Jesus in John 3, your only begotten son. Now, we know that Abraham had another son. What this only begotten means is the unique son, the one-off son, the unique one. He's unlike anything else, and that's what Isaac was. He was unique because God had told him, and this is a quote from the Old Testament, and Isaac, your descendant, shall be called. God had told Abraham that it's going to be through Isaac that the promise will come. It will be through this line. So what did Abraham do? He went, if you read the account in Genesis 22, he's literally got the knife in his hand and is about to sacrifice his son. And his son was not a little child. Okay, He was old enough to carry the wood. We don't know how old he was, but he would be old enough to flee. He'd likely be old enough to fight, okay, to resist this. But here's what Abraham was thinking, verse 19. He considered that God's able to raise people even from the dead. See, this interprets what's going on. If you read just Genesis, it doesn't make any sense. But here, you don't know what's going through Abraham's mind, but the Lord tells us in the book of Hebrews, from which also he received him back as a type. Here's what Abraham was thinking. Isaac is the one that God had promised. If God tells me he wants me to sacrifice him, I will sacrifice him. If I kill him, then that means that God is going to be able to raise him up from the dead. And the knife is in the air, and the Lord, the angel of the Lord, stops him. Here it tells him tells us that Abraham received Isaac back as a type, T-Y-P-E. In other words, by Abraham doing that at that point in time, 
It was as if he did kill him. And God was saying, now you receive him back. God actually says to him in Genesis 22, now I know that you love me and that you serve me. God knew that all along. Okay. Now, Abraham knew it too. But that's literally the reason he did this. He says, if God gave me Isaac and this is the line, this is the one that the promise is going to come through, if I'm required to offer him as a sacrifice, then the Lord will raise him from the dead and receive him back as a type, as a type what? Of the resurrection from the dead, of what was going to happen with Messiah many hundreds of years later, okay? Of what was going to occur, that there would be a resurrection from the dead, the Lord Jesus Christ. Abraham and Isaac are a typical picture of exactly that. It's an amazing thing, is it not? Well, again, I thank you for your time. I'll see you on the next episode.